Hola and hello. This is Embracing Her Faith Podcast. I'm Rainy Avila, follow of Christ, boy mama, wife, and juggler of five million things because that's what us moms do. <laughs> if you're done feeling like you have no purpose or feeling like you want a stronger relationship with the Lord, but you just don't know how, if you're ready to let all your insecurities doubts and fears stop taking over your mind and to bring Jesus in your life to discover peace and serenity? Well, have I got the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, sip on that coffee, and keep folding that laundry that you promised to do because we're getting straight into it. Hey guys, thanks for joining me in today's episode. I hope you're having a fantastic week. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about worry, trusting in the Lord, and learning to give our problems to the Lord. Worrying is one thing that us humans run straight to when we are dealt with a problem. I'm so guilty of this in so many ways. Because when we have a problem, or we have hardships we're going through, instead of just sitting still, praying, and talking to the Lord, releasing all our problems, worries, doubts, we instead soak our minds with fear, doubt, or even sadness. One verse that I love that always reminds me of God's love is Matthew. 634. Take thereof no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So we can't think about the future, think about tomorrow. We have to let the Lord deal with those days because we're not in control. We are not in control. And that's one thing we have a problem with is not having control because we want to have that control. But we have to learn that we cannot. And these worries can, you know, they can affect our health. They can affect our day-to-day. Um, one example is A lot of people have problems sleeping. So when you're sleeping at night and you're just thinking about these worries, you're thinking about these fears, it's it's hard to turn off the light switch in your mind because you're constantly thinking about these things that you can't control. So we have these things in our mind and we're thinking, well, how can I make this better? Or maybe if I do this, or maybe if I do that, this will get the outcome of this. Um, And it can really affect us. It can affect our sleep and health. Um, So, and I, that's happened to me so many times where I'm constantly worried about something. And I mean, I've had so many worries in my life with my my family, 
um, my marriage or my children, um, you're at night, you're just, you're just thinking and worrying and you're just, even today in this world, there's just so many things that you can worry about. And especially with our children, it's just constantly, you just hear things all the time. But we have to learn to be able to give those things to the Lord. When we have a problem, he is God and we are not. His shoulders are big enough to carry the burdens of the world. Ours are not. So that's just something that we have to keep in mind um, when we think of these worries and these fears is that we can't control it. So where does worry, fear, anxiety, where does this come from? Well, it started with the fall of Adam. So sin. Sin started pretty much everything. Um, since sin entered the world, the whole creation had been placed under the curse of God. So when the fall of Adam happened, sin automatically came into the world. And then we're dealt with this darkness that we have to deal with. So one verse that talks about sin is Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when you think about that verse, it's pretty much talking about when we sin, we automatically deserve death. Because for the wages of sin, so when you sin, you automatically deserve death. But because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, shed his blood on the cross for us, we're forgiven. We're forgiven for those sins. So the same way that we go to the Lord to be forgiven for our sins should be the same way we go to the Lord with our concerns, our problems, our faith. Um, in the verse Luke one seventy nine, it says, To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So we don't have to sit in that darkness. We don't have to constantly sit in that darkness because we have a light in the darkness. So we need to remind ourselves that we can go to someone with our problems. We don't have to stay there. One story that reminds me of unwavering faith, doubt, hopelessness is the story of Zachariah and Elizabeth. Zachariah was a priest of the temple. Him and Elizabeth were longing for a child. They wanted a child so badly. And it for years and years and years, they tried so hard to conceive a child, but it just never happened. So 
they were so advanced in age that they were at that point where they're like, well, we're just going to have to accept it. We're not going to have a child. Um, and Zachariah and Elizabeth, they obeyed God. They followed God, but they pretty much accepted because they were advanced in age that they were not going to have a child. Until one day, Zachariah walked into the temple and everybody that was in the temple was already out. So he was alone and by himself. And, but Zachariah walked into the temple and to his right, he saw an angel. And it was the angel of Gabriel. So the angel of Gabriel pretty much told him that Elizabeth was going to conceive a child. And in that moment, Zachariah just, I'm sure he had a lot of thoughts going through his mind. He just probably couldn't even believe if she can even bear a child. But the angel of Gabriel told him she would and that he was going to name the child John. And that was John the Baptist. But he was just so struck with confusion and he just didn't even know if this was something that was really going to happen. So the only thing that he could say was, how can I be sure of this? Well, that was not something that he should have said because you don't question an angel from heaven. <laughs> you just don't do that. If an angel from heaven is saying that something's going to happen, it, it pretty much is. So because of this, because of this unwavering faith, because of this doubt, the angel of Gabriel struck him with mute. So he was not able to even speak because they, the angel struck him with mute. Because it's not Zachariah's child was not just any child. Zachariah's child was a very important child. It's not like it was just any child. John, John the Baptist, he was chosen to be the forerunner to the Messiah. John was to prepare the way of the Lord. So he was super important. Um, he was going to be preaching repentance and baptizing. So this angel wanted to make sure that this was going to happen. And his name was going to be John. Zachariah wasn't able to speak the whole pregnancy of Elizabeth. So when she was able to had John, they asked him what he was going to be naming his child, and he was able to speak, so he spoke John. And they were, like, amazed. They were, like, uh, their faces were probably, like, wait, what? <laughs> um, John? Because, you know, everybody thought that it was going to be Zachariah, but he said John. 
and Elizabeth knew about the plan um, that the Lord had for them and for John. So we get to these moments where Zachariah was just, his faith was so low and his faith was just not there because he wanted him and Elizabeth just wanted a child so badly. They just wanted to make sure that, you know, this was going to happen. That's when the angel was like, wait, if, you know, an angel of heaven says something, then that's, that's what it is. So one story that reminds me of discouragement or problems that happens is when my oldest son, when he was two, he had really, really, a really bad case of asthma. So we found out when he was two because that's when it first happened. And his asthma was triggered by any kind of cold, any small cold, um, any kind of viral infection, any kind of bacterial infection. Anytime he got this infection, or it triggered the asthma. And it was really scary because we didn't let him do, like, we were so scared that, you know, when it was cold outside or we're just, we wanted to keep him in like a little bubble because we were so scared he was going to get sick and then he was just going to have an asthma attack. And his asthma attacks were really scary. And I was a very new mother. Um, he was my first, so I was learning about this as time went by, but it wasn't that bad during the day, but at night is when it, uh, of course, at night, everything gets worse, you know, sick, sickness-wise, it always gets worse at night. At night, when he would go to sleep, because he would be so exhausted, he would just cough all day. All day, he would just be coughing, coughing, coughing. And it just, you couldn't give him any, like, kind of cough medicine or anything because it just would make it worse. It was just his asthma. And at night, when he would go to sleep, me being a mom and, you know, my children are just my heart and my soul. And they mean the world to me. So at night, I would literally just lay there, watch him sleeping. And make sure he was breathing because there would be some moments where his nostrils would be r raising. And that was just one sign of an asthma attack is when their nostrils raise. And then you would have to check their stomach as well because they start contracting, which that means they start sucking in air. And their, their body is just constantly working all the time because of this so when you start seeing those signs you just you automatically your mind goes on red alert so and that's how it was and as time went by you know the doctors his pulmonologist pretty much told us you know we have to try to avoid the hospital we have to try to 
instead of going straight to the hospital, we need to try to get him to, you know, the pulmonologist or his primary care provider. But that was so hard because every single time he would have an asthma attack, it would be at night. And that's when everything was closed, of course. So it was like the hospital was our only resort. So every time I saw that he was having an issue, he would not like stop breathing or anything. But you could tell his body was just working and working and working, trying to breathe and trying and he was just oh my goodness he was just so exhausted he was just trying he all he wanted to do was just sleep so when I just I would feel so horrible if I would just take him out of his sleep because that's all he wanted to do was just sleep but when it got to the point where you're just like okay no we need to go we need to we need to go because I want to make sure me as a mom I want to make sure you're okay because every time he got sick a lot of the times it just turned into pneumonia and that's what we wanted to avoid was him having pneumonia because if he had pneumonia that means that's bad he needs to be on antibiotics he needs to be on steroids and we try to beat it with his inhaler that they gave him or we try to beat it with um they gave him some allergy medication to help him, to help his airways open up. We tried to, we tried so many things to help it and tried to avoid the hospital, but we just couldn't. So I remember one time where I'm just, I was just like, yeah, no, we're going to the hospital. We are going to make sure you're okay. And it's not like the hospital was really close. It was about an a little bit over an hour away so it was pretty far but we wanted to go somewhere where we knew he was going to be taken care of so he you know I had to go by myself as well and um because my husband he had to work the next day he was our only um provider I wasn't working that time so he had to work so just me driving with a sick child and it was just so stressful so when we got there um of course he had to be put on antibiotics and they had to put him on a 24-hour albuterol treatment so it was bad they got his chest x-rays back and his lungs were filled with fluid so it was those times were just very very scary times as me being you know a a new mom and everything, just learning these things. So it was just, it was really scary. Finally, when he was able to sleep there, um, it was just, it was a relief that he was being, you know, he was able to sleep and relax. And um, I was just, that, that I was happy about because I just felt in my heart he was okay. But, you know, when he was able to sleep and when we got to sit and relax, I was just so, I just cried. I just wanted to cry. I cried and cried and cried. And I was just at that moment where I was just like, God, why? You just start asking these questions. You're in these problems and you're just asking these questions. And why is this happening to me? Why can't, 
why can he just have a normal, healthy childhood? I just want him to experience a very normal childhood. I don't want him to have to constantly be in hospitals. And I don't want him to have to worry about these things. And I was just so exhausted. And I was in that in that moment, I was just, I was so, I felt like I was just so depressed because my child is just, I felt like he was going through something horrible. So at that moment, I was, I just didn't know what to do. I just, he was sleeping at that moment. So I had to go out to the hallway to, I don't remember, it's, it's been a while, but I had to go to the hallway to use the bathroom or get water or something. So I did, and I was I was walking out of the room and into the hallway. I it was the craziest thing. I saw my pastor and his wife. And like I said, it from where my my house is and the church it's only about five minutes, but this hospital is not close. So it's, it's pretty far. Um, so I was shocked and nobody knew, nobody knew that, that this, you know, I was there. The only person who knew was my husband and it was just a spur of the moment thing. You know, his breathing's not good. You know, his nostrils are flaring We're you know, we got to go to the hospital. So it was just like, nobody knew. So when I saw my pastor and his wife, it was just like, whoa. So, of course, we spoke. Um, they prayed for us. And at that time, their son was going through something as well. So he was there as well at the hospital. So it was just the craziest thing. So after, you know, we spoke for a little bit and they're the sweetest people ever. They're just so sweet. They, they love, they just love their people. They just, they care so much, um, about each and every one of us. So, if, you know, one, something were to happen, you know, they would be the first ones there. But like I said, they, they didn't know, nobody knew. So after I spoke to them, I just felt like, this warm blanket that just went over me, like so comforted. And I felt like God was trying to tell me, I'm here. I'm here with you. Don't worry. You're, you're by yourself, but I'm here. And it really, really made me feel so good because before that, I just, I just, I was constantly crying and I was just, I just didn't know what to do. But after that moment, I just felt something. I felt like God was there with me and he was trying to tell me that he's, he's there. He's with me and he's not going to leave me. Yes, I'm going through things right now. I'm going through things with my son. I'm, I, I'm in the season right now, but he's there. And he doesn't want me to forget that when we go through, you know, when me or anyone, when we go through these things, he's there. He's there. Just come to him. And he's there. He'll, he won't leave you. 
And that reminded me of that, that no matter what it is, it's sickness, just problems, day-to-day life problems, he's there. He won't leave you. And I felt like a weight was just lifted off my chest because I knew no matter what happened, God was there with me. And it was amazing. It was amazing to even feel that because I needed it so badly. And he showed up for me. And he could show up for any one of us. He shows up all the time. Even sometimes we feel like he doesn't. He does. He shows up. So don't feel like you need to give up. Don't give up. Don't feel like you're stuck in this place and you can't get out of it. God is right there. He's right next to you, holding your hand, and he will lead the way. Alrighty, guys, so we're going to um, finish today's episode with the prayer. And for peace and for anybody going through something out there right now that's really difficult, just pray for the Lord to comfort them. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing today, for giving us hope and love. Sometimes we go through these things and we just, we can't, we can't put our strength as the only thing because our strength is not enough. No matter how hard we try, it's just not enough. And that's why we look towards you because your strength is everything. You give us that strength to keep going and to keep guiding us. We pray for your guidance. We pray for your comfort and we pray for your perfect strength because it is perfect. Everything about you is perfect. If anybody is just going through something out there today, just please be with them. They're going through one of the hardest things right now. Just help to show them that you're there holding their hands and you're you're you know what the next step for them is and i just pray that you will make a path for them and i hope that they will have a testimony and they can just look back and see that they have a front row seat of your mercy and your goodness because your mercy and goodness shows us that we can get through anything. So I just pray that you will give us peace through anything that we go through. I just pray that we have the strength to have for day-to-day issues. And I just pray that You'll always be with us. Thank you for everything, Lord. Thank you for the blessings. And thank you for the hard times as well, because it helps to open our eyes to know who the real focus is. We love you no matter what we go through. 
In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right, guys. So I just want to say thank you for um, being with me through this whole episode. And for anybody new, thank you so much for listening today. Um, If this episode blessed you in any way, I would love it for you to leave me a review at the bottom. And just to just to help with the podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening in today's episode. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, sweet friend. If this podcast blessed you or helped you in any way, please leave me a review and let me know. I would love to read your sweet reviews on my podcast before the episodes begin. You can also help by sharing on your social media. If you would like to tag me, I'm on Facebook as Rainy Avila. Or share this episode with a friend if you think it would bless them in any way. I'm so thankful for you guys and love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. God bless your faithful friend, Rainy.